Can you hear that Rocky Mountain water as it thunders coming down to wash you away? You can't hold back the rising tide and you can't stop the chains that's rolling down the track. You can't stop the chains that's rolling down the track. Welcome to South Paws, episode 483. Bear drink Pepsi. Bear drink Pepsi. Bear drink Pepsi. Hey guys, have you seen this image of a bear drinking Pepsi? That's totally the image on the episode this week. Ah, uh, I'm Severin. I'm Fuzzwolf. And I'm sometimes Doggo, also known as Ajax. And we are here this week, week two, I suppose, of the Biden administration. And it's still pretty weird out there. We have bears drinking Pepsi. We've got lots of MAGA people still getting charged and arrested with new charges being added every day. We have gamers and bronies colliding. Cyberpunk fans doing what people that play Cyberpunk would totally do when given mod tools. Oh, and Austin City Council did something cool too. So yes. that and more on this episode of Southpaws. Woo! Woo! Uh, so how are you guys feeling? I know that in this intervening week, I have felt a lot more normal than i had been you know there's there's some personal effects this has had and it's like oh when you're not worried about the world and obsessively having to look at twitter to see what new bullshit has occurred you have more time for important things like looking at furry porn and being horny and other such things oh god it's so nice to be horny again Like, it's been like four years, and just like this last year was the worst because you had everything going on plus the pandemic, and it was just, ugh. But, like, I feel better than I have in a real long time. I haven't slept all day, which is real nice. Guess I'm doing all right, too. I mean, it's not like our material situation has directly changed, but just the minor thing of, I don't think the government's actively trying to kill me right now, is still load off the mind. It's a hell of a thing to watch Biden, like, unravel a lot of what Trump has done and move very quickly uh, in certain areas. Uh, Ajax and I were talking earlier about uh, a lot of his actions on climate change. There's uh, an article out there going around the the apparently the fossil fuel industry is aghast is the, the word they used uh, at the speed and impact of the changes that he's making like he's he's said that like the government is only going to buy electric cars going forward he shut down drilling in alaska at, you know after trump had very last minute approved the additional oil leases and, like, apparently there's, like, uh, fossil fuel companies hold a shitload of oil and gas leases that they have yet to ever even act upon. So they're acting like, oh, no, not opening more, not selling more leases to drill in areas is going to cripple us. They're like, no, it's not, you uh, know? Like, a lot of their value is valued on the amount of oil that they could access, but they're just not currently accessing. And, like, the amount of oil that they could access is enough for the next hundred years and can bake over the planet, like, six times over, so... Uh, I remember someone 
said not long ago, someone who's an expert in the field said that, like, if we burned all the oil and gas that we have extracted right now, we would fucking cook the earth. Like, we don't need to keep taking more and finding more. Mm -hmm. Like, the best thing for climate change is just to leave it in the ground, like, at this point. There's just so much damage that's been done. Yeah. What's handy is that I actually looked up, you know, mentioned he's been doing a shitload of EOs. Like, the first three Mm -hmm. days, he we mentioned most of those last week. But then, like, this week, uh, he reversed a trans-military ban, uh, which Mm -hmm. means that shit that started in 2016 is now undone. And, you know, I don't know if anybody, like, they can re-enlist or whatever, but that's still a good thing. We don't need discrimination in our armed forces, you know. As cynical as it is to be, like, more trans-drone pilots, if you want to serve the military, you should be able to. Biden reinstated COVID-19 travel restrictions affecting non-U.S. citizens traveling from Brazil and much of Europe. Basically, hey, uh, please stay in your COVID area. We'll stay in our COVID area. It also bans most non-U.S. citizens from entry if you've been in South Africa, where a new strain of COVID-19 has been identified because, you know, we're up to, like, what, six or seven now? Executive Last Order by promoting Buy America agenda, whatever. You know, actually, Executive Order promoting Buy American, which means that you, as an American citizen, need to become bisexual immediately. Find yourself <laughs> a guy gallon on Binary Pal and hook up with them. That's the rules. <laughs> EO calling for evaluation of Trump's housing policies. EO to end reliance on private prisons, which means basically, hey, I'm not going to renew any new federal private prison contracts, which that's good on the Fed level, but still, like, I think probably allows for states private prisons. Like, states will still have the ability to do private prisons because they have their own... Um, contracts and hashtag states rights but anything federal prisony they won't um be private anymore so I mean, if it, a private prison is in a certain state but is owned by the government they will just no longer have their contract renewed yeah so it's it doesn't affect a huge amount of prisoners because there's a lot more in state than there are in fed but that's still a step in the right direction because private prisons are even worse than regular state-run prisons largely slave factories or slave yep. farms in the case of louisiana yeah. those are run by really, the state yeah really all prisons are like that like it's <clears throat> a form of slavery slavery we never got rid of yep like they just legalized it it was There's, literally just yeah. in the text of the 13th amendment it's like yeah we abolished like slavery except to prisoners yeah. executive order reaffirming tra- commitment to tribal sovereignty which i mean that's kind of vague but it says an order reaffirmed a clinton era policy mandating all departments and agency heads regularly consult with tribal officials on policy matters that affect them which is good oh yeah because you know let's <laughs> i really wish that biden would just say we're going to fund the shit out of like all the reses and stuff because again like i'm not really knowledgeable on the tribal situation other than wow the government's fucked them over for the last several hundred years and they need to pay them a lot of money and restitution yeah yeah like but they are going to do things like part of his buy american plan is he's going to reach out to communities that would normally be overlooked for things like that and they're going to be like hey do you want us to build a factory here there will be jobs and they have they'll have the ability to opt into that if they want to so they could be building the solar wind farms or the solar panels or, or what have you, which will be very nice. So there's an EO on climate change, EOs on scientific integrity, EO reestablishing Presidential Council on Science and Technology, which is good. EO reinforcing Medicaid and the Affordable Care Act. Uh, he was going to reopen the health insurance exchanges, which is not Medicare for all. But if you have a job and can get insurance, you can th- theoretically get insurance, possibly. Yeah. 
and then a memorandum expanding access to reproductive health care. Biden's memorandum immediately revoked the Mexico City policy, also referred to as the global gag rule or Reagan area policy reinstated by Trump that blocks federal funding to foreign organizations that perform abortions or provide abortion counseling or referrals. Additionally, Biden directed the Department of Health and Human Services to evaluate whether to rescind Trump regulations under the Title X plan- Family Planning Program, which pulled funding from hundreds of women's health clinics across the country in 2019. So that's good. I didn't even hear about that one. Yeah. Like, it happened. Well, I mean, this article that I pulled off of NBCNews.com was posted like six hours ago. And with the news cycle, at least on Twitter, being all about LOL GameStop, it's kind of hard to keep track of him. See, this is the thing, right? Uh, we We hmm. have a president right now who's actually just doing shit he's doing his fucking job he's not on twitter.com spewing nonsense he's not retweeting the my pillow guy he's not playing golf he's actually you know just sitting down and doing the actual boring ass business of statecraft which yep. that's refreshing after four years of having a reality tv star that's banned from twitter you know yeah having a functioning government is really nice <laughs> like i didn't realize how much i would miss that um you know the bar is incredibly low here and like we're stepping over it and we feel elated because it should be a lot better but we'll take this to start Um, yeah these are stepping stones this is the first shovel full of the dirt on the grave that is the trump presidency like it's it's going to take a while to fill that hole it's it's nice and then of course the government is still hunting down and arresting maggots from the 6th. There is Uh a a Twitter post from Program on Extremism. It's a George Washington University analysis and policy solutions on radicalization, terrorism, and extremism launched in 2015 for some reason. Um, They've listed that 154 individuals have been charged in federal court relating to January 6th. They are on average 40 years old and from 39 states in D.C. Cases have been brought against 134 men and 20 women, and social media postings were used as prosecutorial evidence in 85% of cases. And you want to know which state had the number one amount of people coming from it? God, it was California? Texas! It was indeed Texas. Probably tied with New York State, but 13 people from Texas have been uh, arrested and charged federally. Um, And this is as of the 26th, and today is the 28th. So that number has actually gone up, I'm sure. Oh, and that dipshit realtor in Plano got, like, two more charges against her since the initial one. Like, those first charges were just the them getting them into the system. Like, there were always going to be way more charges put against these people as they gathered more evidence yeah. like yeah. like it's been great to watch mm-hmm. the the system is such like okay we have a picture of you entering into the building with a mob you're identifiable so here's the baseline they're little misdemeanors that'll catch you a year and then they're like did you do anything else and then they tack on everything else because that actually comes up in a couple more of the stories we're going to cover here in a little bit. So she initially had faced two charges for entering and engaging in disorderly conduct in the Capitol, but then she also got two more, violent entry and disorderly conduct in the Capitol building and parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building. Basically like, hey, here's pictures of you doing the thing. We have video of you doing the thing. Congratulations, you did the thing. Have some more charges. This particular woman, Jenna Ryan, she's the gal who, like I think you mentioned, Ajax, she chartered a private plane she is some realtor here from from Frisco, the bougie-ass section of North, North, North Dallas. And, mm-hmm. you know, she chartered a plane, went out there with her friends, and then chronicled every single thing that she did on video. Um, I listened to 
last week's QAnon Anonymous uh, premium episode, which basically focused on her and another dude. And these people were just recording every action they did and doing it like a vlog on Facebook Live just to, you know, I don't know, do it for the engagement. And then the government goes, huh, thanks for making it easy. She even shouts out her business name while she's, like, breaking into the Capitol. <laughs> and she's like... We're here. We're frontline. We're fighting a war. Also, Jenna Ryan, sell, sell your house. And, yeah. and she was literally <laughs> recorded doing this. She's like, after we go home from this war, let me sell your house. Oh, my God. Did she put her social security number on camera, too? Like, I mean, like she, how easy did she make want to make this? She, like, <laughs> slapped her hand in an ink pad and pushed it on the wall a few times. <laughs> <laughs> and I made sure to roll it back and forth make sure to show my a, contempt for the government. Get a real good thumbprint. <laughs> the thing, too, with her is, like, she she's talking, like, Oh, this is a war. I'm a frontline soldier. I don't care if you shoot me in the face. This is this is it. 1776. You know, all the bullshit lines. And then she gets 10 feet inside the building and sees that there's tear gas going on. She goes, you know what? I think I've seen enough. I'm going to go outside again. And she does. And then immediately flips over to a, the subsequent recording of her going on. This is a war. We fought in the front lines today. And then she flies home and begs Trump for a pardon that she totally didn't get. And now she's facing four federal charges. Dang. As I said in another chat, it's like the tallest, weirdest nails are getting hit the hardest. Like that Jake and Jelly guy, the QAnon shaman in his stupid uh -huh. little hat. Like he's facing... Something like 20-something years. years, I think. Yeah. Uh, and Baked Alaska's facing like 10, I think. Oh, that makes me so happy. Did it all for the engagement. Yeah, 28 years in federal prison um, for Jake and Jelly. And they did it all for the engagement. I just don't get how they thought that nothing would happen with this. Like that they could just waltz in there scratch your balls while sitting at Pelosi's desk, leave a threatening note to Mike Pence, and then just go home. It's like, the confidence well, of mediocre white people. That and they, they really thought Trump was still going to be president. Like, a lot of them were the QAnon conspiracy theorists where they're like, Trump is actually going to get elected on the 20th and all the Democrats are going to get arrested. And, like, they were doing what the president wanted. Like, that's, that's one of the reasons they're bringing charges against the president, because he basically told these people to go to the Capitol and they believed him. And, like, you can watch videos of the mob and, like, you hear them start to echo back to each other, like, the president wants us to go to the Capitol the president wants us to go to the capitol or things along that line and then they go <laughs> so many of them have said it too it's not just one or two it's like everybody no. that's been arrested is like we, we came here because you wanted us to and the ex-president wanted them to come on the sixth to, to basically pull this plot off and lo and behold they are suddenly surprised and they're twisting in the wind. The other, another guy from Texas, Chris Gerder, he was only got three counts, has gotten a total of seven now. He is a, uh, this is a different dude. Cause there was the guy who, the guy who was pictured at Pelosi's desk, stole a piece of her mail, like had his feet up on her desk. Turns out he also had like weapons with him. He had a stun gun cane that he carried in and gave a bunch of interviews to the media when he got home. 
he got detained pre-trial today, and the federal judge was very much not amused by his antics. Um, this mm-hmm. other guy from Texas got destruction of government property, aiding and abetting, entering or remaining on a restricted building or grounds, disorderly or disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds, obstruction of official proceedings, disorderly conduct in the Capitol building, impeding passage through the Capitol grounds or buildings, and acts of physical violence in the Capitol grounds or buildings. This uh, Christopher Ray Girder dude got up to some shit. So seven, so let's see, he broke some windows that cost an extra thousand dollars because it's the the you know court stuff there's no like yeah this carries blah just has the listing of the u.s code that i could look up on find law and i probably should have done that before i started the podcast tonight but basically homie is still looking at some serious issues there should just be a summary at the bottom that says this dude's fucked this dude's fucked lol and when you cross state lines then you're breaking lots of federal laws oh yeah also yeah. adding conspiracy charges. It, it, you know, they talked to, to each other and planned any of this shit beforehand. And apparently there is evidence of people in the Trump administration talking to the, the people that showed up on, I don't know, dark web sites or whatever, wherever they organize these things. I heard about something called Echo, which was like a walkie-talkie app that they were using. And like you could hear people giving out um, locations of Congress people and senators into that app trying to get people to go murder them. <laughs> like, it was a weird thing. Yeah, the Proud Boys are, uh, or no, the, the, the three of the people were, they were Oath Keepers, which is another militia ass group, um, that they got charged with multiple federal crimes, including the conspiracy. Yeah, like you said. And that's mm-hmm. very serious. Jake and Jelly, he's being held, held in custody until arraignment or his trial or whatever. Like that dude, the QAnon shaman, he's one of those people that he became kind of a character because a couple of the QAnon anonymous guys are based out of SoCal. And so they would go out to Arizona to see these various rallies and talk to people at them and be like, so do you, do, what do you think about all this? And they would talk their nonsense. And this guy, a QAnon shaman, had just kind of been this character that they ran into multiple times and so to see him then on the 6th doing his shit and that picture of him sitting at the president of the senate's chair it's like damn Mm -hmm. this little weirdo went really far and now this little weirdo i mean he's 33 and he's not actually very little is facing extremely serious federal charges 28 years and see the thing is um in the federal system there's not parole if you get nailed and fed charges you are spending that time in federal prison um, oh i didn't know that yeah that yeah, was that was a uh, unfun fact that i found out today like the federal parole act was revoked some long period of time ago and so in there's no parole from the federal system if you're in federal prison you are there for the length of time the federal judge sentences you so if this dude 33 gets 28 years in prison well you know if he survives he'll get out when he's 61 as he's walking out he'll be like i did it for the it's like wow the longest con in history but yeah this whole thing is going to continue like following andrew classfield and uh mark elias etc who've been covering the arraignments of these jokers has been interesting because it's just like oh yeah these people act like they're really surprised when they realize they're actually seriously facing charges because but trump told us to well, Trump told you to jump in front of a train and you did it, and that train is called the federal government. Oh, well, like, they really just have to put the fear of God into these people and put some of these pretty white people in jail to 
put the fear of God into these jokers because, you know, they, they all act like, oh, you know, the police are the, the, the DC cops are Antifa. They're not supposed to be attacking the Patriots. They're supposed to be attacking <laughs> Black Lives Matter. You know, that's literally words out of some of these people's mouths. And so, like, you know, they need to whack these people down extremely hard so they don't feel compelled to try again. And the fact that people started catching charges immediately was part of the reason why the promised protests on like the 17th or whatever just fizzled because <laughs> they saw that, oh shit, the government's actually taking us serious now and we're not going to get a second shot at this. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, when the National Guard troops were completely surrounding the Capitol for three days leading up to the uh, inauguration, that I think that put a stop to any plans there which that's good i mean this will be one of those stories that just keeps popping up i'm very interested to see what goes on with this jenna ryan woman because like she's an entitled pretty blonde white lady and i bet she's a total karen oh i'm is sure she, she is is she the one that was released into her mother's custody that then broke the terms of her bail or whatever no that was the one who stole pelosi's laptop okay and then immediately broke her things and stuff, yeah. The laptop that they have not recovered. So yeah. That's a probably rumor on a she flight. sold it to some Russians or something. I mean, was that was that her intention. Or? Yeah, oh, it's okay. totally on a plane to Russia by now, or cargo container. Something like that. Or if she right. destroyed it, that's um, something I mentioned last week. You know, the people are like, oh, destroy your phone if it was at the Capitol building. And that's destruction of evidence, which is like a 20-year federal charge. That's why you don't ever take your actual phone <clears throat> to anything you know you might get arrested at. Yeah. Like, get a flip get phone. A get a shitty Android phone. Don't have one mm -hmm. that has all your shit on it. I mean, yeah. Black Lives Matter and Antifa figured this shit out a while ago when these guys with their zero opsec and, you know, gleefully posting photos of themselves on social media didn't pay any attention to the BLM protests this summer and instead, you know, just for thinking, wow, that's cool that the cops are beating them up and shooting them. Oh no, they're shooting us now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, hell, like, the cops actually have the ability to create their own cellular antenna that if you connect to it, they know that you were in the area and it scoops up all of your data so they can just go arrest you after the fact. Like, that's what they did in Ferguson. And that's why a lot of people in Ferguson got arrested afterwards. I yeah. think I heard about that. Yeah. 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 Like, it's totally a thing. are pretty commonly used now yeah so like if you go to a protest if you do anything like that don't bring anything electrical on you that could be traced back to you like and if you have to bring a phone bring a burner and that you intend to throw away on your way out keep it in a potato chip bag like sarah connor that's actually not strong enough is the problem i've actually looked into it and uh. um, certain signals can actually still penetrate like you basically have to put it into a lit box uh. <laughs> yeah yeah, so unfortunately, the Terminator Dark Fate is not uh, realistic. It was a pretty Aww. good movie, though. I liked it. <laughs> the hybrid metal and liquid metal skeleton. Yeah. So, yeah, it was kind of cool. So yeah, the, the feds are on this shit. The dorks are having the fear of God put into them. Just not a lot more to say, really. It's like, well, you fucked around and now you're finding out. But hey, here's something actually good from Texas. Austin City Council had approved a purchase of a hotel to permanently house people experiencing chronic homelessness using dollars cut from the police budget. It's not quite one-to-one, -one, but basically the city of Austin cut the police budget by six million or so dollars last year, and they've 
flipped that around and put said, hey, we'll use the same amount of money to purchase a closed hotel to function as a homeless shelter. Uh, for people that are experiencing homelessness to help them have a, an address, a place to have a little bit of stability, showers, stuff like that. Um, and that is actually a super good idea. Wow, what do you know? When you can put a roof over somebody's head, even briefly, and let them get their feet under them, they do a lot better and can possibly get out of the cycle of homelessness. It's yep. Wow, it's only been shown to be effective everywhere it's been tried. So, hey, good yeah. on the city of Austin for doing that. They bought one of the hotels... The, the whole thing passed, and then the other one was delayed by a week because the person whose district it was, the NIMBY, who's like, no, I don't like the poor. I don't like the homeless. Well, guess what? Go, go fuck yourself. It's one of those, hey, look, there's something in our state government. Well, it's technically local municipal government, but it's Austin doing something good for the people as opposed to, oh, look, our ghoul of an AG had a judge temporarily block Biden's deportation moratorium. Oh, uh, yeah, that was right. awful. So Austin City Council, good on you guys. The measure passed. City will spend approximately $16 million from its housing and planning department's general obligation bonds to acquire the two properties and use some money from a $6.5 million fund taken from the police department budget to provide services to the resident of the hotels. At full occupancy, which wouldn't happen this year, services and operating costs for these two hotels are expected to be about $3.8 million annually. The Candlewood Suites Hotel is built in 2018, has 83 rooms, all with full kitchenettes and air conditioners, has amenities like computer room, on-site laundry, fitness room, patio space. So basically, hey, they'll have... 80 units of permanent supportive housing once it's ready. The other one is a Texas Bungalows Hotel and Suite that has 65 rooms, an on-site laundry, etc., which would be 60 permanent supportive housing units. So that's a total of 140 permanent supportive housing units for people to get themselves off the street in Austin. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's plenty of, like, actual details how that's going to work as the actual thing progresses but it's good that the city one hey they cut the police budget from their city because holy shit those things are a nightmare of bloat and two yep. they actually reallocated those funds to you know actually helping the people in their city uh, the most disadvantaged of them yep and see that's what defund the police means it means take the money away from them and put it to places where it will do more good because if you have enough money to buy a tank you have too much money yeah like if you can you should maybe quit using that money to rent bulldozers and sweep homeless encampments if you could reallocate those funds to actually getting those people off the street and not just destroying their shit and shoving them off to the side because um, yeah, when they do that, it's it's a fucking nightmare because they lose birth certificates, social security cards, just all of this personal information that they just carried in a backpack that's just gone. That they have no way of getting back because they don't have a address to sh send it to. They don't have the means to go down to the Secretary of State's office and have that reissued. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's some very fun. cruel shit. And it's good that Austin is doing something the opposite of that. Yeah, they actually have a their homeless situation is really bad in Austin, so it's it's really good that they're actually making a big leap of faith there to actually trying something that will actually help people. Um, I kind of hope that uh, that you know we do something like that up here. It'd That'd be, be nice. nice. Hell, even if <clears throat> it's just like low income housing, there's the freaking Crown Plaza down here in Addison that mm -hmm. is currently literally sitting empty. They, they actually currently pay for a couple of night guards to just be there. They just sit around. You know, the AC's off. It's 
when I was there a while back, um, you know, very warm in there. Like, it's just the, the place is frozen in time. Like, the calendar stops on, like, March 12th. And mm-hmm. nothing has changed since then. But there's all these rooms that are just sitting empty. It's this hotel facility that could be reallocated to you know actually serving the community as opposed to sitting empty and i'm pretty sure that if the city of addison wanted to spend the money to buy it and take it off the property owner's hands i'm sure they'd be quite happy to get it off their books Um, but then they'd have to help the poors and that would make their uh, property values go down yeah i mean i think that the fancy ass schools that are relatively nearby would probably fight that tooth and nail oh definitely because you know they're fancy ass private schools with big fences around them well right down the road from them there's that gated community with the millionaires that have their own private park yeah hmm. and the peacocks but it's one of those things where it's like there's some empty hotels around here that could totally be reallocated to something like that but it's just a matter of the local city having the will to do so or even like convert old malls into homeless shelters like I mean, they're places that have air conditioning um they're closed in all the empty shops could easily be converted to housing i mean wow, i use for valley view <laughs> well what valley view what? or vista ridge as it's dying or you know looking mm-hmm. at the shops at willow bend that's slowly dying our dead malls had a post about willow bend about a month ago and it's mm-hmm. really empty and like i kind of want to make sure that you know once i finally get the vaccine that i just go I'm like all right what am i going to do i'm going to go to the fucking mall and just take a picture of the decrepit emptiness yes like um, there's I a lot send... of malls that just aren't going to survive this did i ever send you all some of the pictures i took a way back when of valley view when i i, I went there like like two years ago I yeah think, before they had destroyed the other two wings yeah you sent me a couple they were of in them. the process of it yeah and like you had that photo where you were peering down to where the food court was and it was just dark and empty yep yep because they'd only left like the two halls there and then there's like shops on either side and then the escalators up to the theater but that's it yeah, they basically condensed everything to around the entry to the movie theater, which was still open. Like, as far as I know, the construction has also kind of stopped on the housing that's going up there. I mean, I haven't been by there in a while, but, like, they still haven't built the uh, the apartments or whatever they're going to a- attach to the old mall space. I and... know the, the person that owns the majority of the actual mall was suing the construction company that took out the anchor store which was owned by a different company i think oh. it, i think it was a dillard's or maybe a penny's i'm not sure so like shit was like tied up in litigation and i'm not sure where it is on that now so that may have slowed down uh, um, any of the potential building pre-covid uh, i also was like i was having to run errands and i was up off of 75 and the bush so i was up near old collin creek mall turns out they knocked that down which is kind of a shame because that was a very 80s designed mall but the only thing left was like the dillard's anchor that was on one end that they hadn't knocked that was still a business but the rest of the mall's footprint had been wiped clean and it was like ah fuck because i remember that mall being extremely 80s with like lots of brick archways and shit like that and you know the yeah, it was just, I remember it being kind of, it was a sad mall the last time I went to it, but the fact that post-COVID and everything else, they sold off the land and they're probably going to build, like, some condos in East Plano, you know, whatever. I just, 
was like, surprise, I go there, and it's like, oops, it's ruins. Uh, Damn. But good on Austin. Oh, speaking of Texas politics, Beto is thinking of running for governor now. Hell, why not? Oh, interesting. The Wikipedia article for Valley View Mall actually says closing date May 2019. So I guess they they eventually shut down whatever was left in there. Like, like I keep thinking, oh, 2019, that was last year, right? And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I know. I guess it's because, like, last year, like, 2020 was just such a crapshoot because there were no anchors for time. There was just... Yeah. The year started. Oh, the year ended. And it was just a bunch of shit in between. Well, I mean, shit, we're at the end of January, and does it feel like one-twelfth of the year has passed yet? No. But it sure has. Like, it feels like it's... A lot should have happened in January, though. Like, yeah. like what was funny, uh, this Wednesday, I was like, oh, the previous three Wednesdays, we've had a, a coup, an impeachment, an inauguration. What's going to happen this Wednesday? And then the GameStop thing happened, and I was just like, yeah. call it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a tweet that said, um, man, I thought when Biden got injured, it would be an end to um, stupid headlines about the president. And then... The, the headline was something like, the Biden administration says they are aware of the GameStop situation. I mean, I saw people freaking out over that. I was just like, yeah, they're aware of it. Like, kind of their job. Like, yeah. I would hope they like, were if aware of the stock market. If there's a big deal happening on the stock market, somebody should go to the president and be like, hey, this is a thing that's happening. You should be aware of it. Like, when a fucking tornado takes out a part of the country or something they tell the president you know so that they're in the loop about what's going on in their fucking country like you know the dow jones wasn't even really affected by the fucking GameStop thing like it fucked over a lot of hedge funds but like the stock market's still over thirty thousand, and it's just like well that whole nonsense is it's a whole it's funny but like i'm not really super well equipped to pontificate on it it's just like yeah they decided we're going to do this thing with this one stock and artificially pump it up. And it just so happened that the like 140% of the total shares were leveraged, which I don't know how that works mathematically, but basically like they pumped up the price. And then when they sold it, that caused the hedge funds have to pay for that increased price, which meant that the gamers essentially made a bunch of money and the wall street bets goobers yeah. made a bunch of money costing the other guys a shitload of theirs. I was just going to say the reason that worked out was because of short selling. Do you know what shorting a stock is, Saren? I read up on it today. Please pontificate. Okay. All right. So the way this actually happened is these brokerage firms will borrow a stock that they expect to fail. So like a company that looks like it's possibly going under, like, I don't know, AMC Theaters or GameStop, maybe. And they're like, okay, I'm going to borrow this stock from somebody for $10 a share, right? And then they they turn around and, and they sell that $10 and they get their $10. And then the stock goes down in value. So if it goes down in value to like $7, then they only have to pay $7 back to the person they borrowed the stock from, and they've made $3. So they're betting on the stock is going to be worth less after I buy it. So they people on the Reddit noticed that GameStop in particular 
had a ridiculous amount of people shorting their stocks. And uh, because as Tyrion explained to me today, it's like it's all very complicated. There are multiple stock markets. Not all the networks talk to each other. That There was actually 138% of GameStop's stock was being shorted. So more to the, the company, more than 100%. So if they were able to get GameStop's stock, God, it's really hard to say, to go way up in value, then the hedge fund would start owing more and more money. And the way you get a stock to go up in value is suddenly a shitload of people start buying it. So everybody from this community, and some people had a good deal of money and they took a chance on it. Some put... Forty, fifty thousand dollars at least into it, but most people put like moderate amounts, whatever they could afford. Early on, people probably put more because they were trying to, they're like trying to make some money. I know some people got a life-changing amount of money out yep. of it because they bought it when it was worth like eight bucks, and then they sold it when it was worth like like two hundred or something like that. Made literal millions of dollars. Somebody yep. made like forty thousand dollars and was able to get a family member like leukemia treatment or something like that. I forget yep. the details, but like like some serious shit. Yeah, and like there were just all these Reddit posts about like I can't wait to help my family. This money's gonna change my life. Like it was yeah, kind of amazing. It really is. And then as the billionaires started freaking out and talking shit about you know, individual buyers of stock. They call the retail stock market, I believe. The reaction from Reddit and other people that aren't even on Reddit, like me, the reaction was just really, basically just, well, fuck you. I know it's late in the day and I'm not going to make 40 grand, but sure, I'll throw 10 bucks, I'll throw 50 bucks, I'll throw 100 bucks at this just to know that I'm fucking with the rich. And a, and a lot of people took that attitude and they were like, this is just entertainment money. This is yep. fun money, you know? Because, hey, all the people that have been at home for the last year but still have a job because they're working from home, a lot of them, people who aren't me, who fucking ordered way too much DoorDash in the last year, a lot of them yeah. actually have fucking savings. And they're like, yeah, I could throw a couple hundred bucks and buy some stock that'll fucking bleed the rich a little bit. That's so this company... That, that had been doing this ended up owing about what they were worth and were looking like they were going to go bankrupt. And then who should step in but the company that owns Robinhood, the trading app, actually pumped money into this brokerage firm to keep it solvent, like $3.9 billion dollars. Something like that. My math may be a little bit off. That's partially why Robinhood had to shut down stock trading from individual traders on the affected stocks mm -hmm. because the fucking massive company, fund, firm, whatever that owns them was like, no. You know, just kind of showing that whenever the fucking everyday people actually try to make a little money... You know, rich rich people are like, oh, no, we can't let the poors do that. They're hurting rich people. So they just fucking change the rules. Yep. And it gets even worse than that, because today Robinhood decided, hey, if you have GameStop stock, we're going to sell it for you because we're concerned that that um, you're going to lose money on this. So they went. Oh, my in. God. 
Yeah. So they went in and sold these people's stocks, like thousands of shares for like a hundred dollars per stock when it was going for like two or 300. They just picked a random ass average and decided to sell it at that, like with no input to these people whatsoever. Um, Like they did this to Nokia as well. And like currently GameStop after hours is still listed at 193.60. Today it peaked at 347.51, but they were selling people shit for, yeah, around a hundred bucks a share. So if anybody yep. bought in late, they lost money, and anybody that was expecting to sell past a point, they certainly didn't get the payout that they were planning on, because Robinhood's like, hey, TOS lets us do this, fuck you, and yep. basically the poors were told, no, this is them sticking a big middle finger on the scale to these Reddit dorks. Yep. I mean, on one hand, you know, meme stock booms destroying hedge funds is very funny. Like, people on Fox Business or whatever getting really pissy and being like, this is this is harassment against the rich, you know? <laughs> the, the only minority yeah. that really matters to the government is the, you know, people of means, I say with quotation fingers. It's fucked up. But unfortunately, you also have, like, a bunch of 4chan Nazis very excited because they're, quote-unquote, hitting the Jew in his wallet. So, I mean, it's Aww. like... The, don't don't bring this down. I'm just sorry. destroy Wall Street. Like, they're like, destroying like, Wall Street, but also like they're kind of chuds, so let them fight. Yeah, it's a subreddit on finances. I'm not expecting them all to be great people. Um, but you know, they're very they're fine use- people on both sides. They're maybe useful idiots in this case. Yeah. Um, like, but yeah, like I'm sure there's going to be a lot of assholes like that, especially it, people that deal with stocks. It is but, very um, funny there was to something- see them mad. There was uh, something I wanted to mention that I was amused by. So the, this this guy, this finance guy, wrote an article for one of these financial websites that were like, you may think this is funny, but it's actually not. And it was basically just most of the article was whining about how um, he said that on Twitter. People made fun of him. And everyone was fucking railing on this article. And I looked at the original guy's Twitter and he got private. okay there's there's so many tweets from mad finance bros you did the right thing memorize that intelligent the intelligent investor at age 15 undergrad at harvard first job at gs got your cfa mba from wharton opened your own fund and after finally tuning your craft and then you were liquidated by a coalition of chicken tender eating high school dropouts yep sorry crypto bobby that's what you deserved god it's Mm -hmm. so delicious i'm salivating just reading that because it's just i love watching rich people cry yeah rich people getting their comeuppance even to a minor degree and making them whine does make it's it's nice i mean i don't have skin in the game we have investments Mm -hmm. but our shit's all like stable long-term stuff that hasn't been affected because god damn it you motherfuckers better not cause anything to cause our shit to depreciate because we're trying to buy a house starting in like march but yeah so it's like haha this is funny but for fuck's sake don't affect my own stuff that would be bad Maybe it'll be another housing market crash, and you'll have more options for houses. Uh, well, as long I as mean, you... the way Tyrod was talking, that like uh, he was saying that this might cause him some kind of market crash, and if that happens, it'll be like 2008 all over again. And I immediately thought, huh? If housing goes back to like reasonable prices, yeah, you guys will have a, a lot more options. 
Yeah, that yeah. was my thought too. I actually specifically thought of Saverin. I was like, oh yeah, yeah Saverin well, will have more options for cheaper. Well, would hope so. We'll, we'll have to wait yeah. and see. But hey, who wants to hear about some weird gamer shit? Yeah, tell me about some weird gamer shit. All right, so this is a news article, a pair of news articles that came out on uh, the same day that the GameStop news finally hit the mainstream. So CD Projekt Red finally released their official modding tools for Cyberpunk 2077. Prior to this, people had still been making like INI changes and whatever to like here, just drop this file in this folder and it'll make it so that you can instantly disassemble stuff and instantly craft stuff because it's just a tweak to a notepad file. It's like it takes Instead of four seconds to disassemble a thing, it takes one or half a second. You just push the button and it goes poof, and it's just changing how long things take. But now they have official modding tools, and then, of course, immediately thereafter, official modding tools released ten hours ago. And then the next headline, Cyberpunk 2077 bans unauthorized Keanu Reeves sex. Cyberpunk 2077 creator CG Product Red would kindly act modders to stop making Keanu Reeves into a sex object, in the case of the model. Basically, people were taking the Johnny Silverhand model and putting him into various sex scenes that are uh-huh. already coded into the game so you could, you know, fuck Keanu in a very awkward way. And they were like, wait, mod the game. No, not like that. <laughs> um, I've uninstalled Cyberpunk. I don't have any plans to come back to it for a while, but hey, it's cool that they're doing mods, but also kind of funny that they're like, wait, 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 no, 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 don't, don't make, don't fuck Keanu. He is a ghost. That lives in your brain. <laughs> He's not corporeal. You can't do this. He can't get the thrust needed. <laughs> the real thing is much better. Trust us. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and see, uh, you could. Well, what you could do is, you know, you keep it in line with the story. You go to the Notel Motel. You get the 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 dildo melee weapon that uh-huh. you get from the hookup with the Militech lady, and then you have yourself a good old masturbation session with that thing, you just make Johnny Silverhand's ghost assist, you know? There. there, There's a proper way, but that would encode, mean coding new shit as opposed to just slapping his face over the male model and the male mm-hmm. prostitute sex scene that you get. Wait, you, you actually have sex himself. with the male prostitute? Yeah. It's the only way to have, like, male male gay sex in the game oh we just cuddled oh we had deep emotional (laughs) talk oh well no 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 this is the the prostitutes that are on jig jig street oh i thought you meant the cloud Cloud nine yeah the cloud nine one that was a neat little situation where you just kind of talk and then you're like all right that's fucking weird but no no you can actually go get some gay sex scenes on jig jig street it's the only two in the game but yeah like I, I actually like milked that scene as long as I could because it was a really interesting emotional conversation. Like it I really was. loved it. It was a neat like, scene. Yeah, and then it was just so emotionally jarring to suddenly have that dude of ill repute snap out of it and just uh, not remember anything you talked about after having this deep emotional connection with someone and it was just oh i remember you telling me about this yeah it was so amazing it was like one of the best things that i'd experienced in a game in a long time like i i enjoyed the game but like i had to stop playing because it was just eating too much of my time yeah (laughs) like it's really easy to spend like seven hours in that game doing absolutely nothing (laughs) yeah i got like 70 hours into it and then i was like all right i'm done i mean i got the endings and you know i'll come back once they've released more dlc that's future me's problem one of those games that 
it's all right. So, and then, like you said, yeah, it's a really good way to waste time on done playing video games. Yeah, like and just those stuff bugs in that game were so fucking funny. Like I loved it when I would summon my motorcycle and it would appear underneath another car, and then the car would launch into the air. I know. <laughs> Or the time that I summoned the motorcycle and it's like, your car has arrived. And I'm like, where? And I just start looking around and like walking around. And then I go over to this trash pile, look down, and I just see the handlebars for the car, the motorcycle sticking out of the ground. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. I've had a couple uh. of times where the motorcycle would arrive, but be partially embedded in the ground. So when you get on, it like teleports you to the roof of the world and drops your ass <laughs> down wow thankfully there's no fall damage in that state but mm -hmm. you know you teleport taller than the tallest buildings and then fall then boop and just take off nice yeah the, the bugs in that game really were special so like you know at this point mm. it's been a couple months since it came out and yeah you can just go back and watch those compilations and i don't know if they've gotten super better because like apparently their 1.1 patch uh introduced a whole bevy of new bugs so you know Ooh, whatever but when it gets down to uh down to it i'm sure it'll be interesting to see what mods people put out yep have you ever are you much of a fallout fan ajax not really i, I actually really hate fallout as a cons like like the world building is cool but i hate playing the game because it's like a depression simulator yeah it, it's brown yeah. and everything sucks and nothing can get better yeah it's a and every choice world. Yeah, and every choice you make is bad, like in Fallout 4, where you get to the end and you have a choice of three things, and each thing fucks over two other people, and there's no good decision, and it's just, well, this was a thing. Well, Fallout New Vegas had a major mod come out last week called The Frontier, and uh, it got in the news for that because holy crap, it's this new mod, it's been in production for seven goddamn years, and it's highly anticipated because it was, did some very neat technical things that people didn't expect you to be able to do with the old-ass broken engine of Fallout New Vegas, like working vehicles and stuff. It was boasting all these things, and then it came out and apparently was pretty bad. And then it got into the news again, because the headline article is from Kotaku, Fallout mod pulled after artist allegedly posts animated pedophilic content. And we go, oh no! And it turns out that the artist in question that is being scapegoated here. I mean, they did, they did the thing because they were a brony vector artist who was also furry, who uh, really liked himself some underage horses. Except he's been posting this shit online for at least seven years. So I, I don't know. Like they decided that no one will Google this guy's name. Nobody will be like, hey, what's this Zoo the Skunk? And they look him up on Fur Affinity or DeviantArt, or in this case, Ink Bunny. And then it's like, oh no, this person who is involved in the mod did a, has been doing this stuff for uh forever and somebody just now noticed so it's bad publicity now that being said this particular guy he was just the ui artist like all he did was like icons and shit and he did some modeling work just like minor cleanup and did some modeling work whereas the other things like the constant uncomfortable sex jokes enslavement of a girl who's barely 18 and acts like a child who immediately starts to enjoy it and is creepy constant references to sexual assaults including character who partway through her rescue mission decides that she's mind broken and begs to go back or the lizard girl subplot which starts out like a really bizarre joke goes past the joke and then just turns into fetish garbage the sex with a death claw and uh 
at least one perk, which makes an illusion that one of the characters is boning her robo-dog. Wasn't there also a lizard sex pit? I remember hearing about a lizard sex pit. Um, there is a thing that just gives you a text description of having sex with a death claw. Dog too much to the vault full of sex lizards to America. In that post you posted, there, there's that uh, third paragraph that's the people who wrote blah, 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 blah. And then it's the vault full of sex lizards. Is that just the death claws? No, they're a separate fresh race of lizard people that you can fuck. That is not death claws, which are apparently at least one lizard people that you can fuck. Now, would that make them kobolds? Mm, I don't know. They they look like uh, nagas from WoW, kinda. Aww. But in this particular case, like, look, you know, fucking a death claw—that's more monster fuckery than anything. But it's just weird. Like mm-hmm. the dialogue is like agility eight. I'm a sick fuck and looking for a quick fuck or something like that like i'll I'll put the link in the show note if you really want to see the now removed scene because after all this terrible publicity they basically just yanked a bunch of shit out the terrible publicity caused people to pull their stuff from the project and say hey you need to delete this causing massive issues uh they cut out various achievements and shit like it's so weird to see this thing that people had been anticipating for seven full years. Like, it comes out and then a week later, like, dies a horrible, messy death in a very public way. Like, yeah, this Zoo the Skunk guy got thrown under the bus publicly, but the rest of it? That was all the other sick gamer minds that contributed to this. You know, some dude's a fucking foot fetishist and has, there's, like, dialogue about, oh man, after all of our patrolling today, my feet probably smell worse than dead fish. And it's like, that, that dude's gonna get off to that i'm sure like (laughs) i am very interested in lizard sex pit yeah i mean the thing is is like this zoo the skunk guy they just did ui like all the other weird creepy shit that's in the game that was from the other mod devs like it's not just one weird sex pest sounding guy in there it's a bunch of weird sex pest gamers that made this so uh i have to read this sentence to you guys okay this is from the Kotaku article about it. There is, however, a now-deleted account at the more NSFW-leaning art website for Affinity called oh Zuda Skunk that has been deactivated by the owner. Yeah, he... Once this came out, apparently he went and deleted all of his... or deactivated all his shit, but his artist tag on E621 still had several hundred images... Or at least, at least over a hundred, and probably uh-huh. had more on like Derpaboru. It's still up there too. I was, I just went and looked him up real quick because I was like, "Have I ever seen this person before?" And like, yeah, like it's it's pretty bad. Oh. Yeah, it has it's listed one hundred and forty nine images, but because I've blacklisted My Little Pony, I only see like three. So that gives you a indication of his output. Yeah, and there's also racist things. Like, oh, jeez. Yeah, this it's guy's initial bad. post on here, his tag first used eight years ago. So yeah. he's been at it a while. <laughs> it's just one of those, hey, look, this guy is a furry and a brony and into some bad and, shit. Oh, but also, oh, no. the uh, looks like there's a bunch of people that write some weird cringy bullshit into this. Oh, well... Hmm. Oh, people on the internet being sex pests? Oh, oh, shocking. It's just, like, the the first tag that's, like, explicit stuff with, like, the underage characters is, like, at least six years ago. So the people that worked worked with him on this mod didn't do any due diligence, or they just hoped nobody would Google his ass. So... 
They might have just not even cared. Which, I mean, if you're making a small mod and you're just going to throw it out there, nobody's going to care. But if you're doing this big marquee thing that's getting a lot of attention and write-ups on fucking Kotaku, you're going to get a lot of undue attention that you're not going to want. So, I mean, they kind of dug their own grave. Like, they've been fixing and cutting out things like you can't. Like, the Deathclaw scene got removed. They changed a bunch of dialogue around the the girl named America who becomes your sex slave. They're doing the whole, like, oh, you know, I don't have to... I'm sorry, I'm trying to remove it. Please stop being mad, you know? Okay, you don't have to hand it to Eiffel. Okay, that makes that whole sentence make a lot more sex, because it says, um, to the vault full of sex lizards to America, and that must mean to the person named America. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, like, the, the sex pest stuff aside... It's all just, like, super edgy. I watched a video, it was, like, 38 minutes long last night, and, like, for, just because I was like, this is something I'm going to want to talk about a little bit on the show today, and I'm just like, this, it's just cringy and weird once you get past the stuff, and they, like, they lift scenes wholesale, like, you can tell, hey, the person that wrote this section really, really likes Call of Duty, and also is, like, very edgy, and, like, this person played a lot of Dead Space, and... (laughs) This person lifted a scene wholesale from uh, Wolfenstein, the new Colossus. And so they're like, it's technically extremely well done, but sucks everywhere else. Like, the things that they've done with this engine shouldn't be able to do. It's a shame that everything else is bad. But, you know, as somebody who doesn't like Fallout, and I think I have, I own a copy of Fallout New Vegas on Steam, but I'm going to scroll down to it. And say I have 96 minutes playtime. Last played yeah. on 2015. I think I paid probably five bucks for it, if that, during a Steam sale. And I was like, haha, Fallout. I still don't like it. Like, I've done a lot of research into the Fallout vaults because, like, each vault was kind of an interesting psychological experiment setup. Like, the vaults where there was one woman and 99 men, or. 99 women and one man and it was just there was a lot of interesting things that they did there um they all ended badly except for the uh control vaults where they didn't actually try to fuck with any of these people but uh, they were very interesting to read about and that's about as far as i've gotten into fallout like because like i said depression simulator yeah so yeah it's weird but I think this is just one of those instances where it's like all of a sudden these people had a lot of light put on them and like even if they were going to throw Zoo the Skunk underneath the bus, everybody else involved was just kind of like, yeah, it's not just him. So, you Mm. know, it's unfortunate for that fan community and also just one of those, ah, geez, the person they threw under the bus was a furry slash brony. Whoops. I mean, that's really kind of the only point of like, oh, that's the relevance to this nonsense, but it's just like, oh, the gamers are at it again, too, you know? Yeah. The gamers. Hmm. Yep, man, I keep putting up gates to stop them, but it just doesn't work. <laughs> there was oh. that really funny post <laughs> earlier today where it's like, at Robin Hood NYC, they had to tweet, uh-huh. it's like, at Robin Hood is a 501c3 charitable organization. We are not affiliated with any for-profit businesses that use a similar name. And then there's a reply from Gamersgate, which is a game storefront like Steam. It was like, we feel you. <laughs> I saw that. It was so Robin crazy. Hood and Gamersgate. Yeah, it's like, ho oh. <laughs> ho. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that pretty much hits all the stuff that I had on the list for the day. You put a thing in Ajax about how Google is manipulating Robin Hood's 
star rating on their app store? Uh, that's, it's basically what it is. Uh, Google Play deleted 100,000 negative reviews relating to Robin Hood after the drama to bring up their review back to what it was prior to the Wall Street drama. So that's dumb. The article doesn't go into too much more detail than that. So it was just it, while we were talking about the Robin Hood thing, that made sense to talk about. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just the market is trying to speak, and then the powers that be are going, no, actually, you're too poor and stupid to do this. You can't make money. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Oh, did we well, talk about AOC's clap back to Ted? Uh, oh, no, we didn't. So, of course, it, it started with AOC basically being like, uh, this is bullshit. Okay, she said this is unacceptable um, about Robinhood app's decision to block retail investors from purchasing stock. Well, hedge funds are freely freely able to trade the stock as they see fit. As a member of the Financial Services Committee, I'd support a hearing if necessary. And, of course, when we all saw that, we were like, Oh, shit, you go AOC! Anyway, Ted Cruz quote-tweeted her and said, Fully agree. So then she quote-tweeted him and said, I am happy to work with Republicans on this issue where there's common ground. But you almost had me murdered three weeks ago, so you can sit this one out. And then it goes on. Happy to work with almost any other GOP that aren't trying to get me killed. In the meantime, if you want to help, you can resign. Yeah, Ted Cruz. Yeah, I love that. Zodiac killer. <laughs> Nobody likes him. I'm going to put the link in the chat so you can put it in the show notes if you want. One Ted of those... Cruz, the most disguised person in the Senate, even by yes. the other senators. Yeah, there so was this a was a quote. story I heard on, uh, on a podcast the other day that I believe this quote was actually from Lindsey Graham. We was talking about if Ted Cruz was murdered on the Senate floor by another Senate, no one in the Senate would vote to convict them. Yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> but yeah. <I laughs> oh, like, and you know what else has happened since probably the last time you guys recorded? Bernie Mitten's meme. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, we talked about it a little bit. It was like, but you're right. He turned his meme into raising like $1.8 million for charity by selling yeah. sweaters with his picture on it with bernie in the bottom right and then getting getty images they sold out like super fucking quick too and apparently got getty images to donate their cut as well um and that's going to meals on wheels uh vermont so that's a good thing well you know via getty is is pretty wealthy i'm sure they can afford it (laughs) yep (laughs) oh via getty that via getty guy is at it again you can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> oh, so, but, um, oh shit, that was you that made that. Um, I was going to say, like, oh, one of the, the furry things I saw was the old Tail Underground entry picture oh, that God. you photoshopped Bernie into. <laughs> yeah, when I saw that, I took it directly to Tyrion to show him, and he was like, oh, Severn already sent it to me, and I was like, ah. <laughs> there was another piece, uh, there was a piece of art uh, posted in the South Pass chat today, and uh, it was a, it was a furry porn piece that I'd seen before, and I was like, "Oh, I remember this one. This is nice." Yeah, and it took me like a minute before I noticed Bernie in the background. <laughs> oh man, people should start photoshopping Bernie into like orgy scenes. Oh no, <laughs> the one uh, another idea. one I saw uh, <laughs> to tie topics together. What I saw was the. Uh, 
you know, the photograph of the guy stealing Nancy Pelosi's lectern from the Capitol. Yeah. And replaced the lectern with Bernie. <laughs> Did we talk about the Jewish space laser on here? Uh, no, no. not yet. I mean, that was more I, of a I fresh saw a vague reference to this online, but I do not know this story, so you will be breaking this news to me. G- uh, the GOP congresswoman, Greeny, um, she believes that one of the California um, wildfighters was started by the Rothschilds using a space laser in order to clear land for a high-speed rail. Yeah. And she's another. Is that the QAnon congresswoman? One it of is. them. This is the one QAnon one. one from Georgia. She right. also has done things like harassed David Hogg post oh, uh, yeah. that. She did a stunt where she was trying to get uh, Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, uh, I think it was, to swear in on a Bible because the Constitution says you have to, s- to swear in on a Bible, not a Koran, and otherwise you're a false elector or something and that's not the case you can swear in on anything um as long as you swear but she's a very long history of being a a shit a total weirdo and like she was at some point being uh represented by lynn wood the extremely crazy lawyer who was still somehow less crazy than the Kraken lady, whose name has escaped my brain. So basically, she is a extreme nutter who is representing like a rural district in Georgia, and her Democratic opponent dropped out because like just really bad timing. His wife was go- he was going through a divorce with his wife and like had no money, and so like bad shit there, bad timing, and so she kind of just came in by default and is an absolute freaking nutbag other one the other QAnon lady is lauren bobert from colorado who was also crazy she is a high school dropout with a ged that ran a restaurant that the gimmick of it was that everybody was armed so you could get served by a waiter or waitress with a gun on their hip Gosh. i think it was like the 2a cafe or something god awful stupid like shit. that uh, um, so yeah, like we got a couple of real nut bars in the house right now, and Marjorie Taylor Greene is the she's kind of an anti AOC. She's like highly visible, but like every positive quality that AOC has, she they just flip it and reverse it. Like she's yep. incredibly stupid, doesn't know how to talk in public, and just like she's the person who's like, Well, I'm gonna try to file articles of impeachment against Joe Biden day one. Yep. Which Pelosi oh, yeah. went And then she was like, This is harder than I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost as if government um, takes a lot of work and there's a lot of responsibility and it's not just a meme. Yeah. Well, I mean, they figured if uh, fucking Trump could do it, so could they. And as we learned from the past four years, Trump could not do it because it's only taken a week for things to get exponentially better. She's an anti-Semite. She's a QAnoner. She's just... There, there's. She thinks the Parkland, Sandy Hook, and Las Vegas shootings were all false flag operations. Which um, is why she was harassing David Hogg. And like one of the parents of one of the children that got killed in Parkland um, was quote-tweeting her, basically saying, you know, fuck you. Oh, and then... Uh... That reminds me, the InfoWars guy. Um, Alex Jones. Yeah, what happened and now they can sue him? Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. Oh, he uh, he had appealed to the Supreme Court to uh, to be protected or, so, or something like that, I guess, because 
hashtag free speech. And uh, the Supreme Court basically said uh, Alex Jones will be granted no relief. And that cleared the, opened the gates for people to sue him. Um, and he already had some lawsuits pending, so they could basically go forward with that. Uh, I don't know if it'll wipe out InfoWars, but they're going to take a big financial hit. Because, you know, the... The fucking Sandy Hook and Parkland uh, survivors? Like, yeah, they uh, have every right to financially fuck his shit up. Like, it's so weird to think of how long ago that stuff was. Like, the Parkland kids are, like, in their 20s now, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, um, that, that group was, like, either 18 or turning 18 already by the time of the next election and like four or five of them were, were very active on, on Twitter um, about getting people to vote and to vote for, for more gun reform and things like that. I just hope in 2024, the next election that's in two years, like people still vote like they did for Biden. We don't have a red wave. I don't yeah, the, the problem the problem is just keeping up enthusiasm on the, on the blue side. You know, um, if fucking shit doesn't happen for us in the Senate because a couple of Senate, uh, Democratic senators want to not vote for something, then it, it, it's going to fuck us over. Because people yep. are going to be like, we did all this work in both the presidential election day and in the January runoffs in Georgia, and these cocksuckers still won't allow anything to proceed. That's going to really dampen enthusiasm and we're going to see a surge of red voting. Yeah. But if, you know, if Biden can make a lot of these executive orders actually stick and he can also push through legislation and if, if Schubert Pelosi can actually make it happen, if people start seeing their lives improve exponentially, also kicking coronavirus ass early in his term will will make a huge difference because people are not going to remember how fucking miserable they are in 2020 and 2021. They're going to remember shit was fucked up, people were dying, and Biden came in and shit got better. And if he runs on that and he runs on solid achievements from his executive orders and is able to say, we did this, we did this, we did this, then, you know, he stands a good chance of being reelected. He'd be like, we built back better. There's windmills now, and we gave you a job to build these windmills. Oh, that was the other thing that I loved, the executive order to improve infrastructure. Like, it was just like, oh, God, yes, please spend money on infrastructure. Like, holy shit, we need it. People, people need jobs, and, like, there's all these old fucking bridges and roads and shit that, that need a lot of work done on them. Like, that fucking... I-35 collapsed in Minneapolis how many years ago? At least a decade, right? Yeah, maybe like 15 years ago at this point. Like, that was a long time ago, and, and everyone was pushing back then that, like, this is fucking serious. All of our shit is 70 years old. It needs to be maintained, and it's not big and sexy. Like, we're going to build a brand new bridge to nowhere, and it's going to look beautiful, but it's shit that needs to be done. And that shit has not come to pass. And, like, people lost their lives in that, you know? It was a, it was a major fucking thing. I'm honestly shocked that it hasn't happened again. Yep, like, uh... 
a lot of bridges were only designed to last like 30 years because they were like, this thing won't be around by then. And lo and behold, 70 years later, they're still there. Yep. Yep. Or maybe they figured, oh, they'll rebuild it with better technology of the future. It's like, nah. (laughs) Over cards don't need roads. You know, keep up the enthusiasm. Keep pushing your representatives to the left as much as you can. Call and write when people are not doing something, particularly the people of West Virginia, and I forget what other state that other lady is from, who's also a senator who's not on board. Um, is it Arizona? No. Virginia Part 1? It's Maine. Okay, ah. so, you know, if you're in Maine or West Virginia, you need to fucking comment her and Manchin hard. Be like, hey, we want you to fucking vote with the, the caucus on this kind of shit, you know? Like, we... We want this wage increase. We want this COVID relief. All this shit needs to happen. And it sucks that we constantly have to be on our government's ass to do the right thing. Because, like, they run they run on these positions, and they say they're going to do these things, and we elect them in. And then it's like, well, I don't think this is a good bill. I'm not going to vote for it. And it's like, because they have some... They probably have some corporate donor that would be hurt by it. And we have to fucking get on their asses again and be like, no, fucker. We're the ones that you answer to. So we're going to have to keep up that energy and and also just be positive that shit's going to get better. And it already is getting better. Got a long way to go, but shit is getting better. To have actual climate change legislation, well, at least executive orders put into place is, is really fucking amazing. They put the, together like a massive climate change team, um, and he would carry the uh, climate change ambassador, and the, we not only rejoined the, um, the Paris Agreement, apparently the goal of like reducing carbon use by a certain amount by 2035 has been put into place. I think it's like reduce our carbon by like 50% by 2035, something like that. And apparently all these fossil fuel CEOs are whinging that that'll be too hard and cost too much money. And it's like, well, fuck them, you know, makes it happen. He's also going to stop subsidies for fossil fuel industries, mm-hmm. which is oh, a, damn, a major thing. Nice. Yeah, I heard I heard about that today. And then, like, he's changing all the government cars over to electric, which is fucking huge, like, yep. because that's millions of cars. I, I do worry about the battery technology that's going to be used in those, because if it's lithium mining, it could be pretty sus. But, hey, um, Bolivia! Oh, no! But. Well, they had, a, they had, they had that one coup and then they had the other coup to undo that coup so now they're back to where they were but better we should probably wrap it up because we're at 90 minutes now yeah i was literally just gonna say y'all y'all want to wrap it up since we're kind of on a high note yep so hey it's only been a week we all feel a little bit better and hopefully this 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 energy comes across in the podcast where it's like hey we're talking about some good shit talking about some hey we can talk about we can pause and be like, yeah, here's some good shit that our local government's done, good shit the federal government's doing, dumbasses that tried to overthrow the current federal government, catching catching consequences, and then, hey, look, we have some time and emotional energy to talk about the fucking gamers. The gamers. Do you, do you know what this is? It's the Clobmentum. It couldn't be stopped. God. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> All right, kids. Well... 
Um, in that case, you can find the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash southpodscast. You can find us on Apple, Google Play, all sorts of places like that. Send us emails, southpodscast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at southpodscast. Fuzz, I saw that you were added so that you can now tweet from the account with your tweet deck. Cool. Someone will be doing it now, right? Other than that, you find me on Twitter at Savin Drake for what that's worth. <laughs> it's Twitter. Pictures of Adam. If you want to see Savin's recording, buddy. Follow his uh, Twitter account. He's currently um, goes off in his bed to my left. Oh, and I'm Saint Ajax33 on Twitter and Saint Ajax on FA. Just Google me. You have a type. Porn stories you could read. I do have a type. Hi, Adam. <laughs> Adam. I'm on Twitter as Fuzzwolf, but I would much prefer that you follow my uh, business account at FurPlanet and stay up to date on all the happenings with uh, furry books and comics, which now that things are getting better, uh, hopefully we can get, get back on our bullshit and start releasing more comics. Yay! Books! Books to take to cons! Oh. Yeah. Hey, God, that would be interesting. Just think, you know how, like, some furries are socially maladjusted and don't know how to act in public. Everybody's going to be like that at the first furry con we go to. So we can have that looked forward to. But hey. I just want to touch so many people's faces. Let's swap some spit. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, like my goal is to be as close as possible to as many people as possible after I get vaccinated. And as you're getting undressed and your partner says, no, 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 leave the mask on. Then I walk move. out the room. though i i probably will be wearing masks at cons because i have a mask that looks exactly like my fursona it's it's a super cheap fursuit like exactly i I am going like i think i and everybody else should continue wearing their masks for at least the next year or so but it'll be uh, nice to like not have just to have that little bit less fear so let's get there so hang in there guys so on that note good night and wash your palms. Keep your stick on the ice.